0: What's up everybody, thank you for coming on my podcast, Committed Society, everything's going great, Um, just coming back, and today is the big day, chapter 4 of the book, The Finding of the Third Eye, this is going to be chapter 4, last week was a great week too, on the podcast for chapter 3, The Secret Knowledge, so chapter 4 is going to be How We Are Made, Um, Like I said, this book is called The Finding of the Third Eye. So you have to read books like this with an open mind. You have to tell yourself that I have to do more research and, and you just can't put all your faith in one book. You have to just keep searching and searching. And once you find that one information that everybody's calling true, then you go ahead and take that information and proceed with it. Um, like I said, I, I read these with an open mind um, when it comes to meta- metaphysics and, you know, coming with information that's more out there and more uh, how you call it, uh, how, you, how, how do you say it? I was going to use the, the wrong word. Um, but anyways, you get what I'm saying. Read these books with an open mind and um, you'll get more out of it. So hopefully everybody's doing great Um, This is chapter 4 I'm going to keep it moving, keep it quick Um, Hopefully everybody's doing well Hopefully everybody's just um, having a great day And and this chapter is a little bit shorter So it might be a little bit shorter podcast But let's get to it How We Are Made, chapter 4 The Finding of the Third Eye By Vera Stanley Alder The secret knowledge explains to us in a quiet and scientific way how we are made. We have seen that modern scientists have worked out the whole of physical or chemical life to a scale of atoms vibrating at different speeds. The, a- the ancients called this great scale the physical plane. A plane meant a complete series or world of substance under one law. The physical plane includes solids, liquids, and gas, and the ethers of which we are told they are four. The total of seven states of matter, which go to make up the density or chemical expression of life called the physical plane. We must remember that these states of matter are mostly able to interpenetrate each other as we saw in chapter one. The physical plane includes of course our solar system which is solids, gases, and chemical rays. Now, the ancient wisdom teaches that life is made up of seven planes or state of matter of which the physical plane is only one, the density or wireless parlance, the one of lowest frequency. We are told that each of the seven major planes is divided into seven subplanes or states, or strata, I'm sorry, just as is physical plane, each plane and each stratum being a mirror or con- counterpart of one of another series. Take the seven colors of the spectrum and split them into seven shades of each color and you have a, a simile. Let the seven darkest shades represent the physical plane and the seven palace and most luminous represent the spiritual plane you will see how closely they are connected with each other even taking into account complementary colors the planes are neither above nor below one another but interpenetrating those which are that we think of as above being of higher frequency from the standpoint of vibration bear in mind that all things are very difficult to put into words everything in, in life that are from a planet to a fly, from a cloud to a grain of sand, is interpenetrated by all the seven planes of worlds that, in most cases, has body and which is function in each of them. Men possess a body made up of material, a physical plane world, or body containing chemicals in a liquid, solid, and gaseous state. The body is infiltrated by another body, which is counterpart and is made up of four ethers. This is called the etheric body and constitutes a fine web through which. The electric and radiating life forces are fed into the physical body from the outer universe that completes a man's physical plane equipment. The next of seven planes is called the astral world. It's called by some the desire world, as it is the sphere of emotions or desire. It contains the substance that stares or motivates us. It is the world of attraction and repulsion. Man has the body of the astral material, which is full action which is roused, excited, afraid, or full of desire, these feelings being as we know, something quite divorced from from and stronger than our reasoning mind. It is possible for man, the individual, to separate his astral body from the physical body and wonder about it, such as astral body can be seen by the astral eyes of another person who will speak of its of it as a ghost. Everything physical has its counterparts. It's astral substance, so a man wandering in his astral body can see chairs and tables or rather their astral counterparts. The counterparts of physical things are made up of the lowest and denser stratum of astral material whereas counterparts of thoughts and feelings are made up of subtle and mullable kind of astral stuff. This has been described by clamboyance as moving and shimmering kaleidoscopes of swiftly interchanging colors. The astral world is therefore almost impossible to visualize by anyone who has not been able to see it, but a vague idea of, of it can be obtained by study of the various descriptions given to us by the clairvoyants of all times. The third of the seven great planes is the world of thought or the mind. The densest stratum of this plane contains our own more worldly and material thoughts. The finer strata are used by cosmic intelligence for planning the archetypes and activities of the universe. That is why if we can contact the higher strata of the mind world or mental plane by training the corresponding parts of our brains as the sages have endeavored to do, we shall gain inconceivable knowledge. The world of thought is even more difficult for us to picture than the astral world, but as beginning act as... To realize that it's said to interpretate all the life like a sort of forcible gas that is not confined to the brain, which later acts more like a kind of telephone switchboard to all thoughts which pass through it. The fourth plane is that of a will or life spirit and is of this world that the real individual, the ego is a part of, is the ego who used the physical, astral, and mind bodies as tools which, which is achieved through purpose. When they are completely under his control, and harmony and balance over, balance one with another becomes omnipotent and has achieved conquest over matter. He can, after careful training, shed his physical body like a coat and leave it safely in nourishing care of its etheric web. Continue his activities in in uh, his other bodies or vehicles, as they are called. When he wishes to return the slip back into the cramping and restricting board burden, which has coating of fresh flesh, we call this waking up or retaining the consciousness or in many cases be. He has often brought back useful knowledge which would benefit mankind, but the jar of contact once again with the heavy earth vibrations so harsh that it usually snaps the thread of memory of the of the preceding activities unless the person has been spiritually specially trained we have now come to a point where words are no longer even of the slightest help so we will not attempt to describe the remaining three of the seven great planes those three which carry the consciousness through to contact with the world of the divine creator himself it takes courage even to think let alone speak of such untranslatable wonders but we do need such courage and man is therefore obliged to reduce them to the physical plane constant able to grasp by his five limit senses daring however is not without his reward provide the motive is sincere so many soon learns that he is more than animal than an animal the seven planes then compromise the material of which the whole evolving universe is made The physical plane or solid world takes up the smallest space because it is condensed and we can see it everywhere with our physical eyes. The etheric counterparts protrude an inch or two outside all living objects and can be seen with the help of the Kilner glass screen. The astral body protrudes to a still further extent and is described by the clamboyant who can tell a great deal about the individual by looking at it. Our earth also has an astral body of course which stretches very far out from circum, 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 what? Circumference. Incidentally, we shall have to accustom ourselves to the idea that the earth is living creatures, as we also, also the planets. The astral world is the world where, wherein the fourth dimension is to be found and understood. If you can imagine having eyes that see right through everything in all direction at once, you are visualizing your conditions when functioning in the astral world the thought the thought world or mental plane or that part in which is the thought body of our earth extends still further outwards in, into interplanetary space it presents a marvelous field of explorations for the mystics and the occultists the world of spirit occupies still larger space the finest stratum of these in the final world of divine force embrace all and flows uninterruptedly through everything. By this we can see what is meant when we are told that God or heaven is within us. Within us. We are each able to contact the world of spirit within your own little bodies because in the final analysis it is life of the world which is interpenetration and sustaining us. We have taken but a significant glance at the law of seven planes it is open to us to reject or accept with hypothesis as we choose but the exhausting way in which all the workings of these planes have been analyzed give us a more interesting and suggestive field of study full of amazing and thrilling conceptions let us summarize some of the main points once again according to the teaching then a teaching then man has for his use First of all, his solid physical body of low frequency vibrations and instrument or switchboard through which he contacts physical things. Secondly, he owns a body of either interpenetrating the first body by reason of his higher and finer vibrations and acting as intermediary, intermediary between it and the other outer ether or channel through which all the magnetic life force are fed to it Thirdly, he owns an astral or ghost body interpenetrating the other two and having much of the same high speed of movement as electricity at which speed he can travel when polarized entirely into astral body as it sleeps fourthly there is his mental body and well-known instance of thought telepathy traveling right across the world in the space of a few seconds prove us prove to us the speed at which we can function while in this body we often hear of case of people appearing to their friends at the moment of their death although living in a distant land man's spiritual body is composed of the finest and the most high frequency vibration of all and can for the reason take control of all lower ones it can travel so fast that it can appear to everywhere at once when man can consciously function in his spirit body, he is able to finally conquer and conquer time and space which only belongs to the seventh part of the universe, the physical plane. It is very hard for present-day material-minded men to visualize these planes and bodies, but he must now allow his brain to remain inferior to that of the early races. The Egyptians, for instance, were quite at home with their knowledge and drew and named the different bodies of men our tombs and fres- frescoes. According to some authorities authorities they symbolize them as follows The Link White Wisdom, a center of power, physical body, etheric body, astral body, mental body, spiritual body, the seven bodies of men. They called the physical body a dead fist. The symbol was curled up dead fish, perhaps the most physical of all creatures. The etheric double was called Ka, and symbolized as the vehicle or holder of the body by a breast and two upstretched arms. They called the astral body, symbolized it by a human-headed bird, and bird being a traveler through space. The spirit was represented by a lotus, which is able to rise out of the darkness and mud to reach the light. The knowledge of these earth peoples are astonishing that was astonishing, they understood, the comp- they understood so completely the power of mind over matter. One outstanding instance of this is seen in their face, a building still incomprehensible un- to us. It is said that they were able to wield the spirit force over astrophysical substance and create entities to attach to the tombs to guard them f- for centuries. Present day scientists are busy exploding the atom which are magnetic and electrical force. But so far the results of their efforts have been dubious because of the poisonous byproducts produced. Perhaps they are doing things the wrong way around using physical playing instruments of low vibration to try to control high vibration. They might do better if they could train the only high powered instrument they possess—the mind as did the ancient scientists. The true alchemists tried to use the burning force of the concentrated mind as the crucible in which they could distill the elixir of life from gold. Fire can burn up anything of lower vibrations than itself. The mind can control fire being of higher vibrations. There are many authentic cases of people who can contact fire without being burnt and can be pierced by knives without shredding blood. The mind can act very quickly on matter but the spirit can act instantaneously rearranging the vibrations and reforming them. This, is, this fact is probably the basis of performing of miracles and faith healing. The Secret of the Atomic Age by the name, the same author. Many people are testing these things out through mesmerism, hypnotism, through reading, psychometry, psycho, psychometry, and other methods. The explorer along with these lines will find that the, ether, the etheric body has been weighed by scientists. That the aura can be seen throughout a glass prepared by physics researchers. That numberless people have had experience of the astral body; that the vibrations of mental body have been recorded by instruments; and the power of spirit body demonstrated by insumerable miracles. It is natural to be sceptic about many of these things, but he who is wise will keep an open mind until he has fairly tested the various proofs available to him. So there you go, listeners. That's Chapter 4, How We Are Made, um, That reading that was a little bit tough right there because I guess I was just trying to read too fast, um, but however, it also was a great chapter. Um, I'm going to read through it again to get more of an understanding. Um, I know reading it sometimes um, gets me uh, thinking about it more. Um, like I said, this book was written years ago, so the way they speak, the way they talk is a little bit different than the way we speak and talk now. So bear with me. Is is still a great book? I can't wait to finish it with you guys. Chapter four is done. Um, just let's keep going through this book. Um, like I said, chapter four, how we are made. Um, this episode, uh, this is the Tuesday episode. So the Thursday episode um, will be more of like like a freestyle talk to you guys and giving you more of an update and um, the topic. You'll understand the topic once it comes up on Thursday. Um, like I said, hopefully everybody's doing well and um, everybody get to meditate in get within yourself um, get past the physical form and get more into your internal into your into your metaphysical being and be more out there and get your physical and your mental um, aligned by using meditation to quiet the world and to visualize yourself from the inside out rather than the outside in where most people get their knowledge from the outside in start using your inner self and and remembering what you already know from the inside out so thank you for listening to the committed society podcast um this is episode 10 thank you for listening until next time no mistake peace